Hello. 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 All right. So Hi. I guess we should probably start, shouldn't we? We should probably start. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. So welcome to Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin. Bark, bark. Hey, look at that. He barked. Or listen hi. to that. He barked. I am Barely Normal, and you are? Uh, hi, my name is Tabin. I am a pup. Bark, bark. What does bark bark mean? Well, I think it may, it can have several different meanings depending on the context. So sometimes when I run around in the forest and stuff, and there's all these trees, everywhere I look, there's bark bark. That's the first joke of the day. <laughs> Something of the day. I don't even know. So let's jump right in and find out, has the tail been caught? Oh, it's getting so close. So I did that thing. If you remember last week, we talked about Furs had sent some advice uh, videos and everything of other doggies running around. And so we, we were thinking that maybe doing the clockwise thing might work. So I tried that in kind of conjunction with counterclockwise to see if I, you know, play the field, see how it would go. Clockwise actually, honestly, got me a little bit closer. Wow. It's still like he's right there. He being tail, of course. The tail, He's yes. right there, and it's like, oh, he's so close. But then the fluff just fluffs away, and I can't. So then I keep going, but I don't know. Maybe I was thinking maybe I'll try um, mixing it up a little bit, and I'll chase tail clockwise, but in a figure eight. Some first would argue that, like, well, if you're in a figure eight, you can do it both ways, and they don't necessarily talk like this, but I'm talking like this now for whatever reason. But, they're, you know, I mean, if you – the figure eight, the top, if you start going clockwise, then the bottom part of the eight, you're going counterclockwise. So when I mean clockwise figure eight, I mean start going clockwise. And then maybe the fluff will be gut. Maybe you should try it on a Mobius strip loop, Tracy. Ooh. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> For you one listener that wants to know more about Mobius strip, just check out my video on YouTube. <laughs> Ha <laughs> plug self, plug self. One, my video on YouTube about Mobius strips and Klein bottles. And uh, you don't know, need to know a lot of math or anything. I explained it, I think, in a pretty intuitive way, I guess. Maybe on a Mobius strip. I should try that. Wow. I wonder. So many good ideas here. So many good ideas. So many good ideas. So today we have on our show Cassidy Civet. Oh, yes. That's so exciting. He's a Canadian fur from Canada. <laughs> Canadian fur from Canada? Really? <laughs> he's, he's not a Canadian fur from like Czechoslovakia or anything, right? I don't even know that that exists anymore. Oh, so he cannot be a Canadian fur from Czechoslovakia. Yeah, I don't think that exists anymore. But I guess, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, I see that he's in our waiting room. So I'm okay. going to call him up and we'll get started with uh, Cassidy. Uh, we're here now with Cassidy Civet. Cassidy, welcome to our podcast. Hello, thanks for having me so much, Bailey. Well, it's so good to hear you and everything once again, Cassidy. How's your day been? My day's been pretty good. It's my mom's birthday today, so that's oh. kind of exciting. And I'm about to hit 7K on TikTok, so it's a wow. pretty good day right now. That's exciting. Before we go into the questions, I actually discovered a fun fact that I wanted to share with you specifically, oh. Tabin. And I think I alluded to this to Barely before, but I didn't say what it was. But I thought uh -oh. you might find it interesting. My first American con was FC 2019. And so that meant that you were the first American fursuiter that I ever saw at a con in the U.S. because we were there on the Wednesday night in That's right. 2019. So you were the first American fursuiter that I saw. Well, Very I feel cool. special and um, humbled 
uh, I, I'm lucky at the same time. I, it's, you just have to be in the right place at the right time and wonderful, amazing things like that happen. Well, that's a wonderful piece of trivia. Thank you, Cassidy. Yeah, I thought you might like that. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So, actually, and actually, speaking of that, um, how long um have you actually been a part of the fandom? Ooh, I've been getting asked that question a lot lately, and I don't know if the answer is getting any easier because I I generally like to say that I made my first online furry account in 2012. I lurked until 2016 when I first went to my first con. On TikTok and some platforms, people don't like to say you're a furry until they have a suit. So then I say, I got my suit then in 2019. So it's not even a year old yet. So 2012, 2016, 2019 are the benchmarks. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. Those are pretty nice benchmarks, as a matter of fact. So your first con was then in Canada, obviously, just from putting the pieces together from the tidbit you just told me. Yeah. First con, you know, you probably stick close to home when it comes to the first con. So 2016 was uh, Vancouver was my first con. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Which actually answers that question. What was the first con? And that was the first con. Okay. Was it still, was it pretty small back then? Yeah. It it hadn't yet broken a thousand. Uh, it only just did. So it was still quite small. And having been to a few American cons at this point, I would like if I had to categorize a con as big or small, I would still put Vancouver in the small category. Small cons are fun, though. So that's cool. I haven't been yet. Someday I'll get there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> these days, who knows when that might be. But that could be in six years at this way. Could right? be. I think Vancouver was also uh, the one this year in 2020 was the last con to happen before everything shut down because Vancouver was on like March 7th. And the next one, I think, was Fernal Equinox, which was the weekend or so after, and that got canceled. So I think Vancouver was the last con before everything just started getting canceled. Okay, yeah. So we, I made it to the second to the last con before everything, right? Because I went to TFF. Yeah, um, you and so, me both. You were there too. Yeah, we were both there. So you are... Um, a singer and performer outside of the fandom, right? In and outside of the fandom. In and outside. That's right. In and outside. All over. So tell us a little bit about that. For example, what types of performances do you do and have you done and so forth? Uh, well, inside the fandom, I am a musician. I'm a performer. I'm very comfortable on stage doing pretty much anything. Uh, mostly music, though. I've done occasional acting for like an opening ceremonies or two here and there. But mostly it's because I'm really comfortable behind a mic. So I do a lot of hosting or judging. But musician stuff is where I tend to perform mostly, I guess. Like I've mm -hmm. done more music performances and I've done hosting or judging. But I, mm -hmm. I do a lot. And then outside of the fandom, uh, I am a movie extra. So I perform on screen and TV and uh, shows and stuff like that. Uh, not an actor. I don't have lines necessarily, but I have appeared and my suit has appeared once and that's coming at some point, but I don't know when. There's no release date yet, but I've been in a movie with my suit. Oh, wow. That's cool. pretty cool. That's exciting. Do you have something you can tell us we should be looking for? I am pretty sure I can say the name of it, which was... Uh, Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. It's a Netflix movie. Uh, okay. Not going to say any plot stuff, and there's no release date. When it drops, it'll be on Netflix, and then I'm sure someone will clip the the part of me in the movie in my suit, and then post it on Twitter asking, "Who is this suitor?" Pros and cons to that, right? <laughs> it just happened um, too, because I appeared oh, in uh, Eurovision. I, I tweeted about it because that was like the big music festival, and uh, a popular fur uh, tamarind lion tweeted, "Who is this suitor?" And luckily, I had a friend that replied and tagged me. And then I commented, I said something similar to this. I was like, I'm going to be in a movie at some point later this year. So you guys got to learn my name. Come on. And then the the, the suitor deleted the tweet. Oh, geez. oh wow. <laughs> deleted course. the whole tweet. 
Just delete the whole thing. So you recently, that's right. You recently appeared on that Euro, you said Eurovision, is that what it's called? And what exactly was that? I don't know too much about that. Uh, Eurovision is a European song competition, basically. Uh, It's been on for over 60 years. This was the first year it has ever been canceled. It was initially started as a way to unite Europe after the Second World War, but after Obviously, it's become like a whole thing, spectacle, and now it's had its first fursuit ever in over 60 years, and it made wow. the internet explode. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was that old. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So, so wait a minute, uh, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. So wait, wait. I read something that you were representing Czechoslovakia or Slovenia <laughs> as as a fursuiter? I don't you're, you're two-thirds right. Two-thirds in that Czechoslovakia does not exist anymore, but uh, the Czech <laughs> Republic was one of the two. It was okay. Czech Republic and uh, or Czechia and Slovenia. They actually legally changed their name to Czechia, but uh, really? they haven't they uh, haven't used it anywhere. Like they changed it oh, back geez. in 2016, and I watched the Olympics, so I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if they're going to use it in the Olympics." And they didn't, so they haven't used it anywhere yet. But it is their the it's official coming. name. Okay, it's coming. <laughs> country rebranding. I didn't get to pick which countries either. I I danced to the entire like 40 country song clip. And that's what they picked. They picked the Czech Republic and they picked Slovenia. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's an interesting thing for them to pick, but I'm glad they did because now I know more about Czechia and um, different words for those things. (laughs) So when was your first recording session? Ooh, that's a good question. I think my first recording session was in early 2016 at my dad's friend's studio. And I say that and it makes it sound like I have connections, but... Uh, this guy dropped off the face of the earth and we have not been able to contact him for four years. So uh, no connections here. But that was my first session was I went and recorded uh, the song on my album Borders. So if you were to like listen to it, Borders is the oldest song recorded for the album because that's from 2016. And how was it recording your first thing? Were you nervous or did it was it fine or how'd that go? Luckily, Borders is not a very vocally demanding song. I think in oh, total, okay. my voice Good. goes to about three different notes. So it's not very oh. <laughs> hard. So I was quite comfortable and there were nerves because I actually did my first recording session, I think, before even my first con. Going back to furry cons, you mentioned, of course, you normally perform or often you perform at furry cons. For those, do you write special material for those or do you perform music that you have already wrote? Up until my album came out in February this year, up until that point, everything was kind of unreleased to that extent. So if I performed something I might have written several years ago, it would be the first time I'd ever performed it publicly because I didn't have that body of work at that point. So for me, a lot of these songs are quite older and like I know them like the back of my hand, but everyone has just been learning them for the last two to three months now. So when I perform, I do like to throw in a special song or two at TFF. I performed two songs in my set that I'd never done anywhere else, which was The Hike and Sakura at that point. I'd never performed anywhere. Uh, But then I would later perform Sakura a week later again at Vancouver. I was just remembering, um, I watched her set at TFF or one of the sets, and I remembered some of those songs. And I think I remember you saying they were pretty new. So (laughs) there you go. What exactly is a civet? I usually describe them. I try to relate 
them as much as possible to what you already know. So I like to say that it's like a weasel hyena cat because it's like got the look of a weasel. It's kind of the size of a large cat, not like a lion, but like a large medium cat. And then it's like got hyena markings. It's related to hyenas too. So that's sort of how I try to describe them. I That was the, the theme of my newest uh, YouTube video. Uh, for uh, about Furio Megalonite was we like to do th- different themes for each video. Like last week was like European tour because for some reason everyone I paired up with on Omegle was from Europe. But this week uh, it was uh, what is a civet because I explained it like eight times in the video. And and on that note, what is a Cassidy? <laughs> Cassidy is what happens when a kid born in 1998 grows up watching music video countdowns from the early 2000s featuring. Many, many singers wearing midriff and dancing and singing while then also watching Disney's Robin Hood on repeat. And then it's just, what if we combined these together? And then, uh uh-oh, you get a, a pop aesthetic furry. (laughs) <laughs> so it's it's much easier to say Cassidy than all of that. I understand. That's that's very, that's yeah, very it's true. actually it's actually an acronym. <laughs> so what social media can we find you on and check out your stuff? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Tabin. Thank you so much for asking. No problem. <laughs> I am most active on Twitter. I'm I'm very easy to reach. I'm easy to find. Like it's really just Google my name, Cassidy Civet, or Cassidy does Civet. Uh, I'm on Twitter the most then uh youtube is where i'm trying to post more videos and it seems to be doing pretty good over there so i'm going to keep that up that's where all my music videos are going to go too like the the animated music video that i'm currently directing for my song let your heart take flight so that's going to be cool that was when you did a tff too right uh at tff i actually showed the sort of the storyboard version of it so i i premiered the very very rough video but it's still being animated right now but that was the first time anyone saw it. As of right now, it's exclusive to my Patreon supporters, which I'm also on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue into that. Thank you. Uh, and then my music is on everything, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, uh, whatever. I'm on TikTok mm-hmm. too, if you're like 15 and you use that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I-, I think I'm on most things. Just Google me and uh, my name is the same everywhere. Going back to the furries, what do you find most appealing about furries? Furry is by far and away the most creative fandom, I think, because we exist separate and distinct from essentially any and every property. We're sort of an amalgamation of this like historical human tendencies to put like human characteristics onto different things. So we're not based around something like Star Trek or whatever like that. We are just a collection of what if the fox could smile or something? What if the lion was like singing and stuff? So it was just all that put together. And that's why there's so much uniqueness here. And uh, that's why I really like furry is because it's possibly the best form of self-expression out there because since forever... Uh, humans have used animals to tell stories and stuff. And so yeah. this is just the logical extreme of that. Just like you're saying, it's not, we're not basing it on something that already exists. Like, I don't know, the three bears or something. I mean, we're doing our own thing. It's, I mean, there's Bugs Bunny and everything like that, but we're still kind of doing our own thing and stuff. We create the content we consume in this fandom for the most part, which mm-hmm. is not something many fandoms can say, right? 
Like right. uh, I used Star Wars as an example because that was kind of quiet until Disney brought the property, and then they were all excited, like, "Ooh, more stuff is coming!" I want to dress up like a Ewok. That could be for you, Jason. But <laughs> yeah, I find that like that stuff almost has a different tone to it because, like. I know some of the younger furs, they start going to anime cons first and then they go to furry. But I went to my mm-hmm. first sort of fan expo thing just this year. After having gone to like over 10, conven- 10 furry conventions, I went to my first sort of fan expo that was more general. And I did not like it. I did not like the tone. I did not like the oh, atmosphere. Cool. It was very mm. corporate. I know that there are some cons out there. Most of them are uh, non-profit, but I know that there's a couple that are for-profit. So I wonder if there would be a similar tone like that, because I know that the fan expo thing is not run by passionate fans of every single property that they have there, because there's so much, right? They're right. like company-based. So it's a very different feel. I always say that to people, like if you go to a an anime or a fan event, it is not the same as a furry con, not, not even a little bit. I haven't been to like many, many other events besides fur cons, but just from what I know of them, I can definitely... Uh believe and agree with that true i've been to a couple of comic cons and that's that's very corporate a lot less personal a lot more like cold i guess like there weren't even water stations i think like it was oh, just wow. so like do you want to spend 200 dollars on this replica jacket from this obscure property if not well there's the door no yeah. no panels yeah. nothing of any sort of interaction makes me uh want to stay in the fandom so maybe i would <laughs> Well, I'm glad you weren't thinking about going anywhere, Taven. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't think so anyway. Um, but I'm just a pup, so really, I don't really know what my fluffy brain thinks anyway all the time. So who really Isn't it knows? Like, it's just tennis point? balls. It's just yeah, tennis balls. There's, oh, there's True. a lot of True. that, let me tell you. So uh, as we mentioned, um, you mentioned you live up in Canada. Is there anything different about Canadian furries, do you think? I've thought about this a lot because I'm a huge like sort of data nerd. I'm not in any sort of like statistics field. I just like looking at charts and graphs and whatever. And I memorize a lot of that information. So like having been to Vancouver and Furay, comparing that to which is in Edmonton, by the way, and then comparing that to further confusion in, in San Jose, Texas Furry Fiesta, and then uh, Midwest Fur Fest, which are the three and Furvana, but that's like there's like three four hundred people, not very huge, not really comparable in that way. Much more regional too, right? The smaller the con is, the more likely it is to be people of that state or of that general area. What I've noticed in the Canadian cons is there's not a whole lot different in terms of the content. Uh, though I've had friends comment that they found the panels at the Canadian cons better than the panels at American cons, which oh. is interesting. And I don't know. I don't know if I should say if I agree with that, but part of me kind of does. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, at TFF and at MFF and even FC, I actually was like definitely underwhelmed by the the variety of panels and such. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There's actually a, a panel that I run at Vancouver and also at Furay, and I was surprised that no one was running it at FC, but then at MFF, there were six different versions of this panel, and then at TFF, there was also none <laughs> except for mine. So I've run the only version of this panel at the last like three cons that I've been at when there was no one else. And what was that panel? Uh, that was the, the TF panel, the like transformation panel. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I Niche interest to be sure, but it was yeah. a safer work panel. Just yeah. so everyone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was safe. It was cool. Oh. We had a very wholesome discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I was li- like I'm was like the literally the only person to be running it at the last three cons I was at at FC hmm. at, at at TFF and at VF. I'm the was the only person hmm. running it. So with Canadian cons, I think there's also maybe a little bit more transparency because I feel like if I wanted to track down 
the board members say of these cons to give them feedback. It, I feel like it's easier here than it is down there, but I do know more people here. So like, I know who to ask, but like for FC, I don't know who the chair is. I don't know who's on the board, even though they kept us on stage during the closing ceremonies talent show thing. I was in suit. I don't know. I could barely see anything. Well, Cassidy, so thanks for coming on our show. I know that you have things you have to get going to. So is there anything you'd like to share with our one, maybe two listeners now before you go? If we're lucky, two, yeah. Well, one of them's me. Aw. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Oh, so, there's, so yeah, to our other listener, uh, what would you like to uh, share? I'd say keep an eye on me and what I'm working on because I've got a lot of cool stuff coming. Quarantine has upped my productivity a little bit. I have been feeling the overwhelming societal anxiety like everyone else has, but I've tried to be more productive. I've got one project I would like to announce, but I need to make sure that I have more of the parties involved confirmed before I say anything. It will be really cool. And it will play into what you said regarding like furry music. So this will be potentially like really, really cool. 2021 could be some interesting announcements for that too. I'd recommend people watch my Twitter or announcements because there's stuff coming and I can't say a lot of it yet. But it will become clearer as the months go Clear. by. Clear as months and your eyes open. And it's good to keep your eyes open because if you don't, you run into things. I know that happens to me like on a daily basis. And I have to remind myself, don't run around with my eyes closed. So I'm still working on that too. So I understand how difficult that can be. Well, thanks for coming on our show. And uh, maybe when you're ready to release stuff or when you, other stuff comes out, you can come back on and tell all, all our listener about it. All our listener. <laughs> all our listener. All our listener. So I like it. All right. Great. Well, well thank you, Casty, so much. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Thank, thank you guys you very so much, much for having right. me. That was wow, a lot. Good that was educational. So really, there is no Czechoslovakia anymore. <laughs> you found that out. Found that uh, out. Czech- Imagine Czechia? that. Was that what it was? Czechia. Czechia. Yeah. Czechia. Czechia. Yeah. Czechia. Czechia. You want some money? You mean the check? Yeah. So what have you been watching on TV this week? So, yeah, I've been watching Young Sheldon, and he's uh, pretty annoying, but, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good show. The other thing I've been watching was I've been going back and watching the old uh, Police Squad with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, wow. Have you ever watched okay. that? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've seen all those like a million times, but I happen to think, you know, I want to watch those again. So, um, so that's right. what I've been one of the things I've been watching too. I have Amazon Prime, and so I was watching. I've been watching the show Hunters. Hunters. I haven't heard of that. Very, very intense. It's not in houses. It's intense. So it's about. It takes place in the seventies, and it's about Jewish. Nazi hunters. Oh, well, yeah, that sounds a little intense. It's very intense. And uh, it's usually I can watch one episode, maybe maybe two a night, but it's a really well done show. And then I also started watching uh, a show called Solar Opposites, another creation by the creators of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it, is it similar to Rick and Morty, the same way that American Dad is very similar to Family Guy for obvious reasons? <laughs> yes, very okay. similar. So okay. It's like Rick and Morty in space, I guess, you know. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to mention to you, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how you had watched uh, Beast Stars. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I did a little research, and they are renewed for season number two. Oh, that's exciting. Really? I hadn't heard that. And, and they are now going to be a stage play. 
in Japan. Really? That is <laughs> kind of shocking. <laughs> Isn't it, though? So, That's yeah. not what I expected you to say just now. No. Well, there you go. I yeah, mean, it's, in uh, Japan, they kind of do things like that, though. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, every city has its own mascot. So, of course, you know. Yeah, of course. Of Interesting. Course. When is that supposed to um, happen? It's in the works right now. I think it's supposed to be released in just before season two comes out. I think the okay. Play is start, so I bet it'll probably be online then. Can check that probably. out. Probably. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to um, season two anyway, for sure. And now it's time for furries in the news. Furries in the news. That's similar to pigs in space. Pigs in space, but instead it's furries in the. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. So there's a new anamorphic series coming to Netflix. Really? What is that? It's called. Are you ready? I'm. I'm ready. Okay, it's called Brand New Animal. Sounds uh very creative. Right, and it's about a girl who discovers her beast side. Ooh. And going to a populated city called a uh, place populated by beastmen. Ah, okay. That sounds yeah. interesting. Um, so this is called what again? It's called Brand New Animal. Brand, 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 brand new, new Animal. animal. Yeah. From their it, announcement, it says, Throughout history, humans have been at odds with beastmen, a species capable of changing shape due to their genetic beast factor. Because ooh. of this conflict, beastmen have been forced into hiding. Anima City serves as a safe haven for those oppressed hey. individuals to live free from human interference. Human During a festival, I know. During a festival celebrating the town's tenth anniversary, Michiro Kejimori. Kejimori. Sounds Japan. It does. A human who suddenly turned into a tanuki. I don't know what a tanuki is. I I can comment on that when you're done reading. Okay, uh, she turns into a tanuki, finds that Anima City is a far cry from paradise. After witnessing an explosion in the square, she is confronted by Shiro Ogun, Ogami. Shiro Ogami. Not Ogami. A seemingly indestructible wolf and sworn protector of all beastmen. As they pursue the criminals behind the bombing, the two discover that Machuri is anything but ordinary and look to investigate her mysterious past and uncanny abilities. Uncanny. Could she turn out to be the missing link between humans and beastmen? <gasps> it's coming to Netflix on June twenty first. Dude, wow! This is wow. this sounds actually pretty exciting. I think I'm going to have to check this out. What's a tanuki? So tanuki is a Japanese raccoon thing that is a mystical, mythical raccoon thing in Japanese culture that embodies bad decisions, basically. Uh, um, okay. Often you'll see a tanuki wandering around with this big, huge bottle of like mead because they're drinking all day and everything. Sounds like my kind of thing. If you read about tanuki um, in Japanese culture, you can find out more all about it. It has quite a rich history. A rich history. Somehow history made lots of money and now it's rich. In other news, did you know that there is a global furry television network? I did not know that. Right. I didn't know that either. How long has that been around? Apparently since February 2019. Oh, really? Okay. So it's pretty new, but yeah, I haven't heard of it. It's based in Singapore. They have had no shows yet. <laughs> well, maybe there's a reason I haven't heard of it. There was something came across my email feed about 
they wanted a survey and they wanted a survey to different furries about different things. And it was the global furry television network. And I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. So I looked it up and I found out about it. Their website, the last thing they talked about was the down home fur con. Down home fur con in Singapore? In Singapore. Yeah. It was a virtual con that took place the first and second of this month in May. Okay. They had some pretty good numbers. I mean, they had 18, over 1,800 recorded attendees. Okay, cool. Lots of t- views on Twitch and panel, like 27 panels and Discord members and showcased artists. So it was a pretty pretty well attended con, I guess, virtually. But Yeah, these, these virtual cons, I don't, I semi went to one, quote unquote, went to one, um, the PNW, the Pacific Northwest one that happened recently. And I mean, I guess a lot of people, a lot of furs, uh, had a good time and everything. I, I was pretty busy. I didn't have much time to really participate, but I'm really still not sure how virtual cons work. I'm going to actually have to participate in one apparently to actually know what's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I haven't participated in one either, but I mean, I mean, it, if it's like a virtual meeting, you're sitting in one place. So I'm not, I, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, I <laughs> don't know. I mean, it's a new world out there. I'm going to have to experience myself or something. And one other thing I wanted to talk about before we move on um, to our closing segment move. is there is a furry photo hosting site. Furry photo hosting site? Yes. Called Sounds fur, good. Furtrack.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of this, I think. You're on it. I'm on it? You this are on it. This is on it? This yes. is an internet thing? It's an internet thing. If you go to it and you type in your name, uh huh, you will find pictures of you. Pictures of this pup. <gasps> yes. I'm so excited to see pictures. Yes, and um, I actually loaded some of the pictures I took up to furtrack.com. Oh, you did? Okay, so it's a it's yeah. a it's a, a kind of free thing where just a whole bunch of furs can just go and just upload videos or uh, pictures and share it, share the wealth, as it were. In one of our um, pupcasts, I remember I was talking about, well, we were talking about just helping each other out and expanding the fur, fur, furdom and how there's all these great um, resources and things people are doing. And this is just another one of those help bring us furs together. I think the pandemic has caused a lot of furs to pique their furiosity and to boost their creativity. Yes. And, and people have right. time now and furs have time now to do these things that they've been talking about, much like us with our I podcast. was just thinking like, well, <laughs> look at us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we always like to end our pod with a little thing called This or That. This or That. Where I ask Tabin Hi. one or the other, and he has to tell me why he what he prefers. So we're going to start oh. with taco or burrito. Oh, my cow. That is a tough one. I mean, last week, I remember you had some tough ones, but yeah, you're really a... Uh, you're killing me here. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> you kill me, Fluffs. I, I don't. I think I'm just going to have to say it kind of depends on my mood, not my bark, but my mood. <laughs> not a cow uh, or anything, but uh, uh, okay. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I guess it depends on the type of taco. I mean, if it's like a total ground beef, wonderful seasoned taco and stuff, that's pretty good. And put some pepper jack on there and some mm. potato sauce, you know, some nice hot sauce. That's, that's pretty good. But then, you know, I mean, really? Anything in a tortilla is pretty much possum. Like you could put mm-hmm. a toaster in a tortilla and I'm loving it. So, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you put like chicken and like 
cheeses and stuff in the in their tortilla and like oh i'm so excited i am so hungry right now <laughs> i have actually put a costco hot dog in a tortilla oh really <laughs> i've not done that yet how is that I, I i didn't have any buns and so but i had a whole bunch of tortillas it's like well okay. I'll just roll it up in a tortilla it worked did great. you put like ketchup and mustard and stuff in there too absolutely yep <laughs> how did it turn out <laughs> it tasted like fine <laughs> really yeah. No, no, I'm really curious. I'm going to have to do that sometime. Our next one, speaking of bread, white or wheat? White. Although I know wheat is more healthy. And I guess there are certain times when I feel like uh, all the grain and nuts and stuff are kind of fun. But really, I have to go white. Okay. All right. So cake or pie? Probably have to go cake. Although, I mean, there's some pretty good pie out there. Like I really like apple pie. Those are pretty good. But overall... Uh, I'd have to go cake, definitely. All right. And finally, plane or train? Plane or train? Is it a plane train or is it a trained plane? Ooh. I, ooh. ooh. Um, and if if I were in a restaurant, I could also bus the, <laughs> the table. Uh, and, okay. Uh, I just go ahead and discard that for now. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, right, right, right. So plane or train? Probably have to go train. It's not that I'm afraid of planes, although the, the takeoff is the only scary part for me for whatever reason. But uh, planes can be just very time-consuming and, and, and a lot of work. So I'd probably have to go train. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that concludes our show today. Thanks for coming along, Tabin. Well, thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me, Barely. It's always a great time, as we've said before. Can't wait till next week. Right. And if you're listening our one listener, or if you shared it with friends, you know, share this with more friends so that we get our listenership up. So and we more can and more have more than more of us. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you'd like to help support, go to buy me a coffee uh, on our website. You can link to that and help support the show. No obligation whatsoever, but you can totally check that out. And with that, I say everybody have a great Memorial Day weekend. This is coming out. Of, this is coming out on Memorial Day weekend. So Ferlandia was supposed to start today. Anyway, but, you know, um, I think every first, you know, we're still talking to each other and, you know, just trying to make the best of it. So that's right. Anyway, that's right. All right. Well, bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bark. Barely Forecasting is an Injured Nerves studio production. All opinions expressed here are those of Tabin and Barely, and neither received any commercial compensation for their opinions. The Furcast is recorded and edited by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began. Opening interstitial and closing music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com. Tabin can be reached on social media at TabinPup on YouTube and Twitter.